<laughs> Turns out we can't fix it in post. No. That's fine. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Ain't nobody. All right. You guys, we have a guest today. Woo! Are you sure you're recording? Yes, I'm recording. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> but, do, but do less woos in the microphone. <laughs> Someone listening in their car just squealed. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about patterns. We're going to talk about eating out at sushi restaurants. And we're going to talk about some naked neighbors. Oh, I forgot about the naked neighbors. <laughs> Welcome to Funky Spunk, where we discuss Sex and the City episode by episode. We're exploring how these stories shaped our understanding of being a modern woman, what sexuality can be, and other naughty bits. I'm Zimmy, your cultural sex guide. And I am Brett, your super sex positive pop culture geek. And this is Patrick. Hi, Patrick. I don't know what to describe myself as. I'm sorry. Nope, that's perfect. <laughs> and, and this is Funky Spunk. Let's do it to it, honey. <laughs> we have we're back, a- baby. <laughs> and we're recording. I knew that was coming. We have a guest today. Patrick, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome, Patrick. Oh, thank you for having me. Patrick is a dear friend of ours, and uh, I believe not a Sex in the City fan. <laughs> I would have been what you would call a virgin before this. I don't know how I went 25 years without ever seeing an episode of the show, but I did. But um, Wow. He just made a joke. He made a sex joke. Yeah. I did. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm drinking rosé. Let's do this. He is drinking ah, rosé. spotted by Underwood sparkling wine. We keep trying. Please, Underwood. We keep trying so hard. Please. We're spending a lot of money. What if we didn't? All of our tens of listeners would buy your wine. Yes. If we plugged it. It more. would make up for what we stopped spending. <laughs> Just need like six cans a week. Yeah, basically. That's like one a day, and then Friday you go out. That's perfect. Yeah. Ish. All right. That sounds. Okay. We're getting off this. This we, <laughs> we have to stop sounding. We're sounding thirsty. Um, Patrick, so you've never seen Sex and the City, but you knew that it existed. I knew full well that it existed. Okay. Are you a funky, a funky spunk fan? I am now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are also fans. <laughs> Um, great. Well, I'm excited that you're here for this episode because I am a little curious about, uh, your early twenties college experience prior Mm -hmm. to us being friends. I mean, we've been friends for a hot minute, probably 10 years. Oh, at least. At least 10 years. Uh, but before that, who knows what baby Patrick did? (laughs) Turns out it was as exciting as my mid to late 20s. Oh, all right. All right. I imagine he only went out with women who owned PlayStations or had boobs. That was my favorite line of the episode. (laughs) That was one of the interviews, right? Yeah. Yeah, To the little kid in the park. By little kid, I mean he's like some dirtbag teenager. Right. They still, they're still in the point where they are doing, they're breaking the fourth wall. Mm, yeah. With the interviews. Yeah. That would be a fourth wall. Yeah. We're, I think we're on the fence on whether we like that or not. Did you like it? I wasn't expecting it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, like if they're trying to be like, this is sex positivity and people's experiences throughout 
more than just four New York really rich, pretty women, that's probably good to do those interviews. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a solid point. Were they trying to do sex positivity back then? I think they were trying to cover the various experiences, Mm -hmm. which could be a version of sex positivity. Yeah. You know, Um, diversifying those expectations around whatever it is. Sure. Patrick, did you read the book by chance? There was a book? There, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's read the book. Not a single person has read the book except for me. <laughs> I ordered the book off of Amazon. It was like $4.99 and it's awful. <laughs> I then did not read the book. Don't. Yes. I'm saving all of you time. Yeah. It's awful. An anti-plug. I'm going to put it in one of those... Uh, those library boxes that people Ooh, have that in front of their houses. Somebody, and then they will be disappointed, but they will understand <laughs> why it was in the free library. Maybe I should put it in front of a house that looks super conservative. Mm. Yes. Yes, you should. See what happens with that. Anyway, today's episode, episode 14, is entitled Fuck Buddy. The Fuck Buddy? The fuck buddy. The fuck buddy. The? Yes. It is insinuated that all of the characters have one except for Charlotte, of course. Yeah. Yeah. No one's surprised by that one. I well, love- except for maybe Patrick. I, I had no idea who to expect to know if they had a fuck buddy or not. Okay. So who, just based on this episode, can you give us a brief description of what the women are like? Oh boy. Um... <laughs> Okay, so I need name help. The brunette is Charlotte. Charlotte, Charlotte, hoity-toity. They did go into how she's like expecting like Prince Charming and all of that. Mm -hmm. That's pretty obvious, I think, from that. Sure. Um, Miranda, short red hair. Short red hair. Ooh. I feel like her experience in this episode with the bossy guy doesn't necessarily jive with what she would usually be into. Um, Okay. Okay. I feel like she would want to be the bossy one in the relationship if I would have, I don't know, I'm typecasting and reading her face, but. No, this is good. That seems right. Mm -hmm. Um, Ooh, what's the other two? Samantha, Uh, the blonde one. Oh, freak. She's a freak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, One word synopsis. Can't argue that one. And then Carrie. Oh, I would say she's the most realistic one. The one that wants a good relationship. But obviously she just got out of it. So falls back on old habits. Fucking nailed it, man. One episode. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Nice work, sir. Good homework. Yeah. Um, I would argue that Carrie is a just fucking disaster and doesn't know what she wants, but I didn't realize that until my adulthood. <laughs> and you made her yeah. an idol. Yes. She yes, I did. We all did. <laughs> yes, we all did. Is she not a fucking disaster? I mean, you're only one episode in. Yeah, I'm only one episode in and she broke up with a guy and she stayed out till 3 a.m. and ate Chinese food. So I feel like that's pretty fair. I mean, she was... Are they in their 30s? They're at this in their point? early 30s. Mm-hmm. So maybe like disaster, but if you're in your like mid 20s, seems fine. par for the it's, course. Yeah, that's right. I about was like, on. yeah, I get this. Sure, mid 20s, but I was like, I want to be this when I'm 30. <laughs> I do not want to be that when I'm 30. 
I don't want my daughters to be that when they're 30. I kind of still want to be that. I'm just in a committed <laughs> relationship. So All right. who's All right. a morning person? So so let's back up a little bit. We Carrie has just broken up with Big. Uh, Patrick doesn't know who Big is. But. I do actually know Big as a aura because anytime somebody mentions the show, they say Big. I Fair. love that you described him as that. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> and I will forever describe him as that as well. <laughs> An enigma? <laughs> yes. Uh, so she's just broken up with someone. Uh, she is going through her breakup pattern. We're going to talk about patterns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carrie's going through her breakup pattern. Do you guys have a breakup pattern? I mean, we've been off, all have been off the market in a very long time. <laughs> I think I do. Yeah. Yes. I definitely no. also have a dating the same guy pattern. I believe mine was Taco Bell, Sex in the City, and Terrible Decisions. Oh, yeah. Mine was alcohol, followed by emo music, followed by getting back in shape. Oh, so productive. Mm, It took a while. (laughs) There was a lot of anger, a lot of hate. A lot lot of angry (laughs) weightlifting. A lot of of three days grace. Just not proud of it, but it was there. Oh, (laughs) no. Uh, mine was a lot of like happy hour, cheap alcohol, usually finding a new job to keep me busy and sleeping with people that I'm banging and don't want to date. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sleeping with people that I'm banging. That is, a, that was redundant. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me go back to my pattern then. If in the grand scheme of things, I've never really had a true sensible fuck buddy, I would go back to the girl I just broke up with, have another two week fling, break up, get back together, put it's complicated on Facebook. And then <laughs> oh my just God. keep that going. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was that guy. I never use the it's complicated status. That's the instant thing that you should say. We should be broken up. <laughs> <laughs> what so it was always the the person previous or it was always the same person you'd go back to that same like one person i went back to the most serious one before my current partner a couple times mm-hmm. not proud of it well sometimes you, you know gotta fuck I mean? around and find out and then you're like there's a reason <laughs> there's a reason we've got to go oh we were toxic it was it was not great did you go back thinking like maybe it'll work this time or did you go back specifically like we're gonna bang and i don't want to talk to you again no it was the i'm listening to emo mu- music and i'm sad and i don't really care what happens mm-hmm. i just don't mm-hmm. want to be alone mm-hmm. 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 that don't want to be alone is like the prevalent underlying thing of everybody's patterns in yes. this show and here Britt, did you have a fuck buddy? Yes. Did you? Multiple points, depending on which part of my 20s we're talking about. And which big breakup we're talking about. You had a list. Yeah. (laughs) What what flavor would I like today? (laughs) I can think of two in particular, but they came at different times. So they were not the same. You know, was it one on Thursday and the other on Friday? Mm -hmm. They were at different points in life. Did you find them interesting? Or did you just want to bang? No, I had the exact same experience as Carrie on this one. Both of them were good looking, good in bed, nothing else. (laughs) Could not 
Like she asks about the sister and he says, brother, have that exact moment. Have that exact moment of trying to create a level of intimacy that's not just like banging and then being like, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But still the most attractive person I've ever been with. <laughs> nice. Dumbest. <laughs> oh, no. Boringest. Dude, I truly How believe many? you have to have two of three things. You have to either be good looking, funny, or intelligent. And you should have two of the three. Mm. This person only had good looking. You can replace one of the three with rich. Oh, oh yeah. I've just never dated or banged a rich person. <laughs> Damn. Actually, I'll- you can replace all three with rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll overlook those other ones. Uh, I had one. Didn't know anything about them. I'm not sure I could tell you their last name. But guaranteed delivery. In six or less hours. Oh, <laughs> timely. He's the Pizza Hut. Both of mine were circus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've had three. Oh. How many people, if anyone, if any of our, I use quotes, exes slash ex fuck buddies are listening to, if there are any of our 10 listeners, do you think they're like, are they talking about me? <laughs> One would for sure know. And then my partner and I broke up a handful of times in the beginning of our relationship before we really like kicked it off. And I could argue he was a fuck buddy for a while. Hmm. But he was also funny and smart. So here we are. I'm engaged now. I like uh, Samantha's reaction when they're talking about it in the yoga class, which, by the way, no one talks about this shit in their yoga class. Like everyone can hear everyone else is wearing white except for them. Yeah. Do you notice that? Yes. I missed that detail. (laughs) (laughs) And they're talking. I loved Samantha's very genuine reaction of like, oh, come on. Are you fucking kidding me? Like Mm -hmm. it was almost like. She was the audience at that point. Yeah. Like, could you be less fucking Charlotte for just five seconds, please? (laughs) Uh, Patrick, I know you don't know this, but Charlotte is just like so annoying. (laughs) How do you not pick up the context clues of a fuck buddy? Yeah, just a buddy. So one night stand, a slam piece. Like, which one do you want to call it today? Context clues, Charlotte. Context clues. Have you ever spoken? (laughs) You haven't been living in a bomb shelter. You've been living in Manhattan. Upper East Side. Yeah. Maybe similar. Um, But they, so they talk about, they talk about patterns of who they're dating. And each of them have... Uh, we kind of talked about it, this at the beginning. They each have their own pattern. Mm-hmm. Charlotte has unreal, unrealistic expectations. She tries to break that by by dating multiple people, which I stand by this. I to this day, this. I stand by this. <laughs> Just not two in the same night. And also, in order to do that, pro tip for anybody who does want to try to date around, always have an out. You limit all dates to two hours and you have an out unless... It is something that is so good. And then you make it that out cancelable or meet them in a location other than your apartment. Yeah, (laughs) that's fair. Idiot. Or now in modern day, have somebody call you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is different. Yeah. Different time. 
This is still the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> we got calling cards. Have yeah. somebody Free long you. distance. <laughs> Free minute. Um, she obviously fumbles it because she's terrible at it. Which is a bummer because both those dates seem so great. I was really proud of her. Yeah. And then Miranda, like Patrick said, it seemed like this was out of character for her, but I can kind of see it. Like she's so type A. I can see the interest, especially the idea of her enjoying somebody being more dominant in the bedroom. But I didn't find that guy was an accurate representation of people she had dated at all. In fact, fucking Skipper comes back. And I think he is a closer representation of who she ends up usually dating. I love Skippy so much. (laughs) Now, if I'm going to relate to a character, I'm probably Skippy. Yeah. Which is not great. No, No, it is great. about that for you. Oh, he's so loving and nice and kind of Oh, he's a pathetic, sad, weepy dog. (laughs) Take some responsibility. I I love him so much. And those glasses. Oh, I hate the glasses. (laughs) Curly hair. Fucking Skipper. Poor Skippy. He also is dating these incredible women. Did you see how hot they were? Oh, oh my God. All he was out, out kicking his coverage. That's <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I want to see who he's married to these. Like real in real life. I want to see who he's married to. Wait, oh. real life Skipper or the actor that plays him? The actor that plays Skippy. I would like to see what he looks like today and see if taking him out of the 90s did him any favors. I bet you he's still sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, you cannot see how far into my forehead my eyebrows are. I can't. I can't. <laughs> um, actually, the guy that Miranda is dating in this episode, which when she was cleaning off his beer glass, I had like flashback sh- horror movie experiences. Yeah, of- like PTSD from being a codependent. Mm hmm. <laughs> For being in a very unhealthy relationship. Yeah, yeah. But he actually makes an appearance in like season four or something. If anyone can uh, think of that, you just let me know. We'll put it on our Instagram. Great. See if you can figure it out. (laughs) I can't figure it out. I can tell you I can't figure it out. (laughs) Are you going to continue watching these episodes to see when he comes back? I don't think so. But maybe. I mean, Megan loves this show. I was so. about to say, does your partner watch? Yes. And I, Wife. Wife? Yeah. I, <laughs> Happy marriage. Newlyweds. Newlyweds. Yeah. Newlyweds. Yeah. I I knew she liked the show and it escaped me. And then I learned that like it was either at the end of college or like right after college. She and her friends did a Sex in the City tour of New York. Oh, oh wow. She cared I that much. I would like to do that. We're going to have to have her on the show. <laughs> you should. She yeah. would She would have things to say. Absolutely. I'm not sure if I want to hear the things she has to say. <laughs> <laughs> she might not be listening to this episode either. <laughs> oh, she'll probably listen. Patrick. She won't tell me and she'll hold it against me. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a pa- Did you have a pattern or do you have a pattern of who you date? Maybe oh. this is the question he should be careful about. Mm. <laughs> well, I married one and it's soccer girls. And that, <laughs> yep, that, that has more to do with not even 
I mean, we have something in common, but access like playing co-ed soccer and being mm. around soccer girls a lot. And like, I am not the person who likes to approach people at the bar or do that kind of thing. So like having that in where you see people week over week sure. over week sure. makes it a lot easier. Um, and now I'm married to one. All right. Nice. So it worked out. Your pattern worked out. Yeah. Did you ever break your pattern at all? Oh yeah. I mean, dating friends of friends, which was. That's a terrible idea. I know. Um, (laughs) I'm a firm believer in you. Stay out of crew. Isn't that the homie hopping? Isn't that the whole premise of Bumble? Or no, not Bumble. It's like loose associates. Okay. It's like friends of friends, but you don't know them together. Like you weren't ever in the same room. Yeah, it's like, sure. <laughs> what? If, what? Do I don't I know. know. I was uns- I was taken off by the, the market by this point. And Tinder was coming around, and thank God I didn't have to deal with that. Oh, I had a moment on Tinder. I had a bang around on Tinder. <laughs> bang around. <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> I wonder how if they were now. Uh, full disclosure: I have not watched the new Sex in the City. It's driving me crazy, listeners. I know. Oh, I haven't. I haven't watched it. I don't know if I'm going to. But eventually, I, this podcast will get there. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm auditioning for new co-hosts. I guess. I mean, at this I'm rate, I'm going to get it, fired. <laughs> how many seasons are there at this rate? At this rate, we'll, we'll still be working on it until we Funk die. Three right now. You will be older than they were. Yep. Uh huh. I mean, I think we're older than they were right now. Yeah, I think mm. so too. You can catch up to that pretty quick though. Yeah. Um we see Samantha turn forty, so So I'm curious like how Tinder or whatever would have shaped these stories and these patterns for them. Do people still stick to their pattern with online date dating? I think it becomes more physical at that point. What do you mean? Uh like for instance, we just I just had a conversation in real life where a woman was telling me about her physical taste. And sometimes your physical taste, you know, uh, soccer girls is a really great example of this, likely to be somewhat in shape or more or less in shape into athletics in some capacity, probably watch sports, probably enjoy a sports bar, etc. So like on Tinder, if you see that and you see like that athletic build and you're like, oh, okay, this I'm physically attracted to this person. And then you end up in the pattern, I think. Yeah. Or like in my case, oh, are you a man who doesn't shower enough, filled with tattoos, <laughs> wearing tight clothes, and an old band that is obscure to everybody but you? <laughs> well, in that case, swiping right, baby. <laughs> sub sub comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, your partner recently uh, said said something like oh a co- some comment about like. What not this the uh, B-side album of the... And I was like, stop being so fucking pretentious. And he was like, I'm not pretentious. And literally four people behind me were like, you have been pretentious about music <laughs> since I've met you. My type is pretentious Midwestern boys who are kind and have good relationships with their mother. Okay. That is absolutely my type. It doesn't sit on the physical quite as much, but every major relationship has been a Midwest boy with a good tie to his family who is extremely kind and has sometimes horrible opinions about music, but definitely strong, pretentious opinions about music. Uh, Did you hear that, Bo? Mm -hmm. (laughs) She didn't say you were terrible, Bo. (laughs) 
<laughs> she didn't not say that either, though. <laughs> oh, my God, you guys, you should see what this shoegazing star motherfucker is on right now. <laughs> um, anyway, I thought that I had broken a pattern. I have told multiple people that I had this terrible pattern of dating awful men. Codependency. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before definitely recovering codependent and went to therapy, went to CODA, highly, highly recommend if anyone uh, wants information. Can you tell us what CODA is? Uh, Codependency Anonymous. Thank you. It's a 12 step program. And afterwards is when I met my husband (laughs) and I was like, I broke the pattern. He is kind and loving and, you know, uh, not abusive in any capacity. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. Um, but then I was thinking about it, listening to this or watching this episode. I still have only dated only children who are slightly <laughs> younger than me, born between the months of November and February. <laughs> oh, is there an astrological thing happening? Maybe. There? I don't know. <laughs> That's it. That's all I've dated ever. <laughs> the strong pattern. I don't know how you find them, but you did. I did. I found all of them, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) And one worked out. One has worked out for me, too. And you have a soccer girl that worked out. I do. So not all patterns are bad. Maybe we could argue that patterns are good. Yeah. I, did they, did they come? They didn't say I that at the end. They said that it was bad pattern. I like patterns are bad. I think it matters on if it's healthy or not. Like one of the things I learned through my years of dating is that I do like a man that is kind in my two biggest relationships. I would describe both of them as kind as a key word. And that by the time I was like looking for a real partner, I was looking for that kindness. And I'd also caught on to the fact that I really like people who are close to their family, which, you know, could go down a rabbit hole as to why that is, Britt Riser. Um, my family. That's a whole different a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's also therapy. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, finding those things create like the type of person that I found out that I want to be with. And I think that's a healthy pattern versus being like, Oh, well, you're tattooed and you're grimy. And I don't know the last time you showered, but I will see you in the bedroom. <laughs> nice. Um, can we talk about, okay. Mr. Mayhem, by the way, that Carrie. Oh my God. Mr. <laughs> Mayhem, the beeper King. We have so much with him. The vulture. I Brooklyn was Nine-Nine. so excited to see him. <laughs> <laughs> I was every like, role, ah, every role I know him in is the bad pattern. Every role. I think he did a great job. Oh, yeah. I, honestly, he was not bad in this. He <laughs> was just a very classic fuck buddy. He yeah. didn't create unrealistic expectations. He didn't take any signals the wrong way. He was confused when she invited him to dinner. like Which he should have been. Yeah. She broke the rules. He didn't break the rules. Oh, well, fair. Like, and he was like, ah, sushi restaurant. I get it. Nice. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I get it. I don't think I get it. Do you it. get it now? No. Are we going to be that raunchy on our podcast? Yeah. Go for it. Nope. Oh. I can't. A blind man walks into a fish market and he goes, hello, ladies. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you, Afro man. <laughs> Uh, Britt is blushing, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) 
I get it now. <laughs> okay. So now that everyone's on board. <laughs> and I think you were the only one that wasn't there. <laughs> Any, our tens of fans listening to this are going, oh, come on. <laughs> I can feel myself blushing now. Okay, let's carry on. I also think sushi restaurant is like the quintessential first date. I think in New York. Like it adds to the like, they're New York. They do shopping and fancy things, you know, that hadn't reached Midwest Central America yet. I went to sushi on my first date with Rex. Yeah, but in the 90s. Was it go fish? It was go fish. (laughs) (laughs) That was our, I want to say second. It could have been our third date. Yours and Rex's? Hmm. <laughs> We've had many. No, that was probably pie hole. Oh, no. Pie, I don't even know if pie hole existed at that point. I mean, probably it was there was pizza there. It might have been something else. I think your first day was actually spring training. It was spring training <laughs> and we slept together. Oh, yes. We're getting saucy. <laughs> we shared a king bed. I did not even know he was there. Can't I feel about all king beds. And again, on my bachelor party, actually. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Going back to the roots. Last night as a single fella. <laughs> cute. Cute, cute. Um, and then let's talk about Samantha and her sexy, not, not so sexy neighbors. I think she should have given them a chance. They seem to be having fun over there. Based off the way they looked and realizing like their age, I was like, damn, nice sex drive, y'all. Get it. Every night after the news or whatever, 11 o'clock. Yeah, after yeah. the news. You can't do that these days. The news is news sucks. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's Nobody, in the mood. <laughs> Nobody's in the mood after the news. <laughs> There's no more fluff pieces about like saving puppies and firemen rescuing them from the trees. So I did see her like wrapped in her like red satin sheets yeah. with like a glass of wine, just smoking a doobie. And I was like, that seems like a really nice time. Yeah. Yeah. Though yeah. the rest of that was awkward. <laughs> Yes. Well, tell us about it. Why was it awkward for you? Oh, I I mean, uh, I guess I'm not a perv, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? We do not sex shame on this podcast. Okay. You said we were going to talk about sexy naked neighbors, right? Yes. We've lived this. Not, (laughs) Not together, but our building and our, when I live with Rex, we had buildings like two two lanes away, like they were very close. Oh yeah. And we had what we dubbed boob girl. And oh, we would sit out this on is our like patio. Ugly naked guy. I'm bringing in friends. Reference. I don't know Let's if she was going. attractive or not. She was skinny and had nice boobs, okay. and she was just far enough away where I could see them. Okay. <laughs> and she would walk around in an apartment with no shirt on and we would be sitting on our patio watching people parallel park and looking at boob girl how do i not remember boob girl how do you not remember boob girl was she who is she <laughs> who is she wait so was she on the east side of the building it was like- where our living room was so yes yes okay how do i not remember boob girl it wasn't like it was every day but it was five or six times yeah i mean get it it was a momentous occasion <laughs> ooh, ooh, girls home. <laughs> rex get out here <laughs> ridiculous there we go uh i have been the person whose neighbors are banging really loud 
And all I want to do is put my head under a pillow. I am not the Samantha that's like, well, I'll just get there too. Well, they said this was her pattern too, like putting a wall between her yeah. and who she's having sex with. So. I enjoyed that very cheeky, obvious line. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're going to take a break. But when we come back, Patrick has prepared some trivia for us. Boy, have I. So Britt and I get to look like dum-dums. He is getting extra credit for the preparation he has done for this episode. Such a good guest. I try. (laughs) I heard Rex do it. I said I could do that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so he follows, but that is fine. I'm not mad about it. (laughs) We will be right back. Funky Spunk Podcast is brought to you by Steno Denver, a rad boutique co-working space in the lovely City Park West neighborhood of Denver. If you are looking for a new place to work or you want to get those small businesses out of the basement, seriously, go check out Steno. It's a beautiful space. You're going to meet some amazing people and our listeners will get two free weeks of co-working. Just head to their website at stenodenver.com and use the promo code Funky Spunk. something you said so sushi was it the fish joke oh, yes. <laughs> and we're back and we're back <laughs> oh uh during the break we talked more about our specific patterns and i think we had some epiphanies yeah yeah <laughs> big time big turns time. out there's multiple turns out we have like full patterns that we've just been ignoring, Patrick. Uh, yeah, unavailable women. Just strictly taken, living far away, moving far away. Yeah, w- ones that I should know better, but I can't help myself. That that would be my not so great pattern. Like the soccer thing is one thing there. There's nothing like super unhealthy about that. Right. That makes sense. Like you play soccer and then other people play soccer and you're like, we're in the same place and you're hot. Yeah. (laughs) And this one, this one is just making myself hurt for no reason. Do you, okay. This is like in your twenties. Yes. I I mean, everything that I did dating wise was in my twenties because thirties have been taken. He's taken. He newlywed. Seats taken. Seats taken. It did take me nine years to get married. It did. It took us a while. Oh. I was following Rex's lead. <laughs> ah, dude, we're following your lead. Nine years and maybe I'll get married next year. Mm. Huh? Nine is the, I mean, nine's a good year. Oh. It's happening, isn't it? It'll be year yeah. t- It. A little part of me is like, what pandemic's coming next now that I've finally got the opportunity to have a wedding? (laughs) The Russian nuclear war. It's coming. Oh, Oh, we brought it back to the news. (laughs) Which we also decided. um, (laughs) Not sexy. Does it work? (laughs) Well, now that we're back. Hello. I'm, I'm so excited about this. I get, I love the last segment of the show. <laughs> I love trivia. I love debates. I love all of it. We're going to bring back the haikus. I decided that earlier today. The challenges. Yeah. Yes. Not we, today, but. We will have some challenges. This is my favorite. I think I enjoyed this part more than the actual show. Uh, no offense to all listeners involved. My favorite part is when we do take the break and we get into the real naughty bits. <laughs> Mm. So sorry, guys. We got we some details. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we could do one of those uh, sponsored uh, 
if you pay for it, the uh, are we putting this on OnlyFans? Maybe on OnlyFans. <laughs> oh my gosh! Is there a market for that? Uh, no, you can pay for some extra content. Oh, Patreon! Oh, Patreon! Style. Yes, yeah, that's- Patreon. Yeah. Do our tens of listeners like us enough? I'm not sure they care who we slept with in our 20s. Mm -hmm. Some of them might, but for wrong reasons. I'm not sure I care who I slept with in my 20s. I don't think I do either. Strong statement. But we are going to do some trivia. And today our guest, Patrick, has prepared some trivia questions for us. Patrick, do you care to explain uh, anything about your trivia questions? (laughs) So I listened to Rex do this and he took little details from the episode and turned them into some really just off topic, random questions. Oh no, that didn't go well for me. I (laughs) unintentionally made these all Asian references. Perfect. Because it happens three times in the episode and the other things I was trying to reference were not easy questions. So Love it. Okay. Unintentionally Asian trivia. I'm ready. White Asian trivia. Are we working together on this, Britt and I, or are we working separately? I would work together. Okay. Because, well, I guess. hmm, Our powers combined might yield a correct answer. Would (laughs) would you rather play against each other or would you rather do this? No. Loves and hugs. No, I'm terrible at this. I I need all the help I can get. Let's work together. Yeah. Uh, How many questions are there? There's only three. Three questions. We can do this. Yeah, I believe in us. Are we ready? We're ready. Okay. Let me take a sip of my Underwood sparkling wine. <laughs> <laughs> Trivia brought to you by Underwood. <laughs> Please. Uh, okay. This one, I'm going to let you guess the decade. And if you get the decade, I'll let you guess the year within the decade. Ooh, okay. okay. Bonus question. Let's bring this back to sushi. Oh, no. Oh, dear. What year... Did the first sushi restaurant open in New York City? Oh, this is so relatable to my comment about sushi in the 90s. Okay, so first restaurant, first Japanese sushi restaurant to open in New York City. Had to, So we have to pick the decade first. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking based off history. I want to say 30s, like right off the bat. Oh, see, I wasn't going to go that early. I was going to go 50s, like after uh, the Japanese internment camps and stuff, when people finally realize that they're American citizens with human rights, when they're able to start like... And the Japanese community was like, oh, we definitely want to share our culture with you now. (laughs) Thank you for welcoming us into your country. Thank you so much. I just feel like after the fact, there was probably some level of like retribution-ish. Like, I don't know if that's true. Anyway, so like business loans, stuff like that to allow folks. You mean we were like, oh, sorry, go ahead. Here's a sushi restaurant. Go ahead and run this one. (laughs) Whoops. It's naive <laughs> Our bad. white person's Our bad. perception of history. <laughs> okay. I'm, I still think we should go a little earlier than that. I think. All right. I mean, how old. I mean, Japanese culture and sushi. I mean, Japanese culture spans go. centuries. I do not know about sushi. And I assume it spans New York City is just a baby. Let's go to the 30s. Ooh. Mm, I'm going to say Britt was closer. Damn but, it. But not right. 40s then. <laughs> Oh, 60s? 60s. Shit. Wow. Really? God, we suck. 
I mean, hey, that's a hard not, question. Not like you and I, just like us as a society. So oh, yes. <laughs> that we did not embrace this before then. Okay, so the 60s. Um, in that case, I want to say 1967. 19- yeah, I was going to say 67. 63. Damn. Damn. It was okay. not the summer of 69. <laughs> oh, for one. 1967 is my favorite year in automobile history, in case anybody cares for that. <laughs> Why? 1967 Corvette. That was yes. my favorite car. Uh, the Mustang also had its power year. We also mm-hmm. had the Firebird. We No, right. go on. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> this is the real sex in the city. <laughs> <laughs> Does somebody want to talk to me about cars? <laughs> <laughs> it's another podcast. I don't think those audiences overlap. No, no the Venn diagram Turns out most of my tiny. Um, life doesn't overlap with that interest, so... <laughs> All right. Okay. Question two. Okay. We're warmed up now. Do we have any logic as to why it took so long or what? Did you do any history? I didn't do any digging other than it said the first raw fish served at the counter in New York was 1963. Hmm. And I didn't even look up if that restaurant still exists. Do you know the name of the restaurant? No, but I can, while you guys are looking this up or you're, you're debating this next question. I will look it up. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I'm still on this. I bet this has more to do with the technology of transportation, refrigeration, and like being able to bring fresh fish and hold it within a store more so. Interesting. Than it does with like bringing culture to this. No one's fishing off of the coast of uh, New York City. Well, I'm sure by the <laughs> 60s, that river didn't look much different than it looks today. Uh-huh. Just trash and shame <laughs> but i also shame imagine sushi. you know the refrigerator didn't come into our existence and refrigerated trucks didn't come into our existence until like the industrial revolution so maybe there was also a distrust and therefore people purchasing it off the counter weren't yet ready okay yeah all right i found it yes it's restaurant nippon N-I-P-P-O-N. N-N-I-P-P-O-N. Close to nipple, yes. <laughs> and Funky also, spunk, ladies and gentlemen. Another not so fun fact is the guy that opened it died in 2018. No. He, I think the restaurant's still there, though. Oh, my God. We have to go. Let's do this. It's part of the Sex in the City tour. Tour. Oh. Like no, it. it had nothing to do with the show, actually. Well, it does with funky spunk, and therefore... Who cares? Apparently, this is. podcast doesn't have anything to do with Sex and the City. We're talking about <laughs> cars and sushi. <laughs> Afro man. All right. Okay, number Let's two. We're warmed up now. This is one you'll get if you know it, and you will not if you don't. Okay. Um, so, yoga is in this episode. So Fuck. I'm not going to get it. <laughs> it's not an uncommon word. But if you don't really know it, it's not going to come to you. What is the word for flow in yoga? Vinyasa. She knows. Boom. That's not the word I was going to say. Boom. What were you going to say? <laughs> the word that I've never, ever pronounced correctly without somebody saying it. Oh, please do. Please do. Kata. Kata. You're looking Chaturanga. at Chaturanga. Chaturanga. <laughs> See, that was the other that was the other question I was gonna ask, but I didn't know how to phrase it. Like, what's the most common flow of yoga? But I didn't, I didn't know how to say that. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think I would have gotten to Chaturanga. Chaturanga on that one. Well, if it's the first Chattanooga. Word, <laughs> we're going to Tennessee, folks. <laughs> yoga originated in Chattanooga. I don't know if you all knew that. 
<laughs> All right. Well, Zimmy knew. First brought to you in Bonnaroo. <laughs> I'm aware of a word that I cannot pronounce. Okay. We're, uh, we're... Wait. One, one for, for two. One yeah. for two. Which one for two. Of the episodes I've listened to is better than you've done. So this Ever. is great. Ever. We're doing great. Ever. We're doing great. I gave you a layup. <laughs> All right. Coming on up in this Number world. Number three. Number three. This one's near and dear to my heart. According to Groupon. <laughs> no, 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 no. Groupon's the wrong one. Grubhub. According to Grubhub. <laughs> okay. What is the most ordered Chinese dish? Oh, okay. Oh, fuck. Okay. You know what? We're gonna, wait, wait, wait. Chicken. We're going to look like assholes because you said Chinese dish. In America. Yeah. It, it wouldn't America. include China for sure. But we're not going to know. I mean, let's Dude, just I not look like assholes. Chicken. Sesame chicken. Mm-hmm. Like from Panda Express, but isn't yeah. Panda Express... That's so super Americanized. Yeah, but think about it. Like, if you're ordering on Grubhub, I saw this really great TikTok recently that said that the best Chinese restaurants can be found because they have a 3.5 star rating because white people don't enjoy how poor the service is, but the food is so good. Can we can we divest for a second here? Because I want to address this. This is very true. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fine line between service and food. Now, if too many white people like it, if too many white people like the food, it's not the best food. And this is not just true for Chinese food. This right. is That's all why I think it's sesame foods. chicken. But there is Ooh. I've looked I've looked at or my restaurant. Mm, That's closer. Oh what about oh god, I I just feel like a pad thai? That's Thai food. Damn it. See, this is what I mean. We are gonna look like assholes. Brit's on the right track. Uh, okay, if it's not compound, co- there's a whole documentary about this on. Um, oh, I want to say it was on Netflix, but I don't remember. But it was about integrating Chinese culture into America I mean, is it through sweet their and food. Sour chicken? Mm-mm. No, I'm so I'm so stressed you got right, the right now. Por- uh, you I'm, got the right protein. I'm, I'm yeah, stressed. I, I'm learning some. I'm going to learn a bunch, but I'm stressed. Okay, it maybe probably has a meat in it. It's definitely it's chicken. chicken. It's definitely chicken. And I'm sure it's what like Bo orders. I wish I paid more attention to his order. He's always in charge of the takeout orders. I really want takeout orders right now. Teriyaki, <laughs> teriyaki chicken. Oh, That's teriyaki. Japanese. You're, Damn going, it. you're going towards oh, sushi. Yeah, because he ordered it at the restaurant. Mr. Mayhem ordered the teriyaki Well, I'm over two here. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> That one I didn't actually know is Japanese. We want to go to This fuss. is what I mean. I went, I'm like adding in all of these cultures that have nothing to do with the Chinese. We want to go to pho. That'll be next. Oh, God. You know what? I'm just going to I'm just going to say be in the fetal position like, underneath culture. the table. Wrong culture. Wrong soup. Wrong soup. Uh, I can't think of other Chinese dishes. Also, for the royal to know, I am a vegetarian and I always just order the sweet and sour tofu. Delicious. Because I also don't like spicy things. And I also mm-hmm. like good service. No one should trust my opinion on Asian food places. Wait, can you repeat the question? What? <laughs> I'm sweating over here. I'm sweating. <laughs> okay. <laughs> According to Grubhub, what is the most popular in the U.S. Chinese dish? According to Grubhub. 
This is where I was going on how you know it's something like Panda Express E, because it's something that people have probably purchased at Panda Express, then got their first Chinese mailer under the door and was like, well, I've had that before. Yeah. It is delicious. I will give you this. Okay. Maybe you're on the right track for the orange I don't, chicken. I'm out of op- orange chicken. It's not the orange. It's con- or General Tso's. Oh! Which is a completely fictional made up person according to that documentary I watched. <laughs> God. Actually, that might not be true. He might be a real person, but I'm pretty sure he's a made up person. I, I'm pretty sure I thought that the Kung Pao and the it's fairly close. The same dish, depending on how you wanted to name it's it. It's got those those red peppers and yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we're going to count that as an almost win for me. <laughs> yes, it was absolutely, absolutely. Or it was closest. That was fantastic. I learned some shit. I learned um, a lot of things. <laughs> I was going to do something about picnics. I was like, "What is the most popular picnic food?" And all that did was put me on Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that sounds uh, right. I was actually going to bring this up earlier, so a quick plug. Weird that we had two episodes in a row where they had picnic chats. Okay, can I say the other favorite line in this? Yes, you may. Look out for park poos. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real thing. That yep. is, I mean, I say it when we go to any park, so mm-hmm. you two have dogs. You're the problem. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Patrick, thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Joining us for teaching us some shit. I never thought I'd be excited to talk about sex in the city, but here (laughs) I am. Welcome to the world, baby. Uh, 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 uh. Wait, we have to ask, based off this one episode alone, which woman are you? Oh, which one? I already said Skipper. That's not great. <laughs> I would not count. I think, I think it Skipper. counts. I think, okay, Ooh. which one are you? If I were a woman? Mm-hmm. No, no, for you and yourself in general. Well, okay. Like most, your personality. Most, you can identify however he sees fit. Oh, fuck. Yeah, well, mm, I hate to say it, but probably Charlotte. God damn it. Well, Patrick, you will never be invited ever again. Damn it. I can, I, well, here's the thing. I'm not a freak. I'm definitely not Miranda. Oh my God. I've learned their names. Um, Check it out, baby. Welcome to the, welcome to the dark side. I'm on the dark side of the moon. Um, and I, I didn't learn enough about Carrie. I always wanted my, I wanted my Prince Charming. All right. Well, this does, it is. He does love to love a woman from afar. Mm. Fawn over the unavailable. Well, Patrick, I hope that you come back and join us again. I will this do this again. Wonderful. Uh, you can catch Patrick on Twitter. He's hilarious. Project Padillac. And we will definitely tag him in the notes. He also has an account, which I wish that he would spend more time on. Are you kidding me? Which is... Uh, it's Tumblr. It's on Tumblr. <gasps> Do you guys remember Tumblr? Tumblr Can we say it's defunct as of like 2013, but there's some But can we put it, can we bring it to TikTok? Can we like, can we like bring it into the modern era? Join the youth. I don't even know TikTok. I do. As a Chinese man, I know not to trust the Chinese government. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Britt Britt will teach you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, Funky Spunk is brought to you by... A Vague Idea Podcast Network and hopefully Underwood soon. Banana. Come on, guys. (laughs) We will tag everyone in the notes and thank you so much for listening. You guys are awesome. Bye.